if we end up grabbing onto a feeling, it will stay with us. Mm -hmm. But if we just allow it to flow, it will come and it will go. And so in the moment when you're having a feeling, you can take two minutes, be aware, acknowledge, and accept, and then the feeling will dissipate. All right. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham here. I am your host of Blissful Parenting Podcast, and I am delighted to bring you a really special guest today. I have Angela Lee with me. So, hey, Angela, how are you doing? Hi, everybody. Awesome. Well, Angela, guys, let me tell you about Angela. She is amazing. As you can tell, she is an author of the children's book, Bella Santini. And I want to tell you a little bit more about Angela because her, her books and what she's all about, what she does comes from a really incredible place. So Angela well, grew up with an alcoholic father and an angelic mother, and her family was home was burned down when she was six years old and her parents couldn't find a place to live and she was sent to foster care and she was ripped out of her family because she didn't felt like she didn't deserve love. So after high school, she married an older man. And over time, this turned into a relationship that was not not good anymore. Um, Over 32 years, um, it was a little bit emotionally abusive. And so Angela, you had, there was another fire in this, in your life where your, your home again was burned down in a fire. And that was the Tubbs fire of 2017. So it destroyed your family and your home again. And when you were stripped of everything except the relationship, you had to face that relationship. So you left the marriage and began a path of self-healing and started writing your story with the intent of helping others to achieve acceptance, forgiveness, and healing. So this really inspired you to create a project and series of the children's books, which is the Bella Santini Chronicles. And what I love about your books and your stories is that it's you know, you're really playing to the the lockdown and the COVID and what's been happening and the, the havoc that's been wreaked on uh, parents and children and the isolation over the last few years. And you've noticed that the suicide rates have gone skyrocketed and also substance abuse and mental health. And it's a real problem going on right now. So what we wanted to talk about today is how a fairy tale story like this and through Angela's story can really help us parents, you know, help our kids navigate those scary feelings and things that they might be going on that are the root causes of then the self-harm and the substance abuse as they, as they grow older. So if we can help our kids now, I think this is a really important topic to talk on. And so Angela, we're so thrilled that you're here with us today. (laughs) Thank you so much, Michelle. I am so thrilled to be here and to share a little bit of my story, just because I really feel that when people understand how escaping emotions can lead to so much pain, and they'll understand that the emotion is only an emotion. It's just a little bit of energy that we feel and then it goes away. (laughs) And so if I can get people to accept their emotions and embrace them, all of them, Mm -hmm. then their lives will be better and more filled with joy and more free. Absolutely. And like, I think most of us who grew up, us as parents now, 
like grew up in a time where we were like, we had to stuff a lot of feelings or we stuffed mm-hmm. them down and didn't really deal with them. And not maybe our parents didn't know how to help us deal with them. Or there's, there's a lot of different things that happened in the last 30 to 50 years in parenting that is maybe different now. And some of our situations that are coming up now are really challenging us to really help our kids figure out their emotional intelligence. And I know that's even a big part that's going into schools now. Like they're really working hard on helping kids with emotional intelligence. And Angela, can you just maybe share with us your experience? Like why is that such a, there's a big light on that right now? Well, I think that people are realizing that we are whole people (laughs) and, and you cannot just educate the mind of a child. You have to speak to what they're feeling, what they're going through, because when a child is in a stressful situation, they're not going to be able to focus well on what they're supposed to learn. So we need to treat people as whole beings, whether it's in school or work or at home, (laughs) and understand that when kids have tools in order that help them process their emotions, then they can be successful in life. Now, if we were to tell our kids that, (laughs) this sounds like something like, no, no, I'm like, I don't want to hear it. Like, so I love the way that you presented it in a children's book. And so that must have been, tell me how the book came about. And I was like, is it challenging to put those kind of lessons into a, (laughs) into a fairy tale or is it easy to make it about a fairy tale but that delivers like really important lessons that helps our kids with their emotional intelligence their brain their their like exercising these muscles that need to be exercised but I'm just curious what that process is like (laughs) well I just started I started writing a fairy tale for my friend's six-year-old And I had no agenda. There was, you know, I was not trying to do anything, but halfway through it, I realized the things I learned in my life were somehow woven into the story. And so it wasn't like I set out to teach how to manage emotions, but in, I think it's chapter nine of this book, the main character goes to she's on a quest. She has to recover an artifact and she goes to an alternate dimension, but this alternate dimension is peopled by emotions. Mm. And so in order to navigate the hallways of this dimension, they come up in their own ways of how they're going to deal with this emotion, which then opens up conversation in the next chapter about, oh, well, my dad used this to manage sadness. Or when my mom was scared, she used this method. And so it's teaching tools without saying, hey, you have to learn how to do this. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's the way, obviously that's the way kids would like to receive information from us. So I think it's a really great way to teach those lessons without being like, sit down, let's have a talk about this. Right? <laughs> I think that's a, it is a more, lot more palatable. <laughs> yeah. Much more fun, much more creative way of presenting this information to kids. What's your, what's your hope with this Angela with the hope with your books? You know, in all honesty, I hope that a whole generation of kids can learn emotional management. And by the time there's adult, they're adults, there's no substance abuse. 
-hmm. there's no suicide because nobody's trying to escape feelings. So do you have some tools or some tips for our parents at home right now that just, just, I mean, first of all, obviously we have to look at ourselves first and how we're managing (laughs) our own feelings and things. And then how can we help start helping our kids do the same? I can. And I have been teaching for a couple of years, a technique that is for managing emotions. It's also taught by master teacher, Dr. Donald Epstein, and he calls it AAA, which is a nice little alliterative way. So now I've adopted his name for it. So (laughs) it is aware, acknowledge, accept. And what that means is we become aware of the feelings, the energy of the emotion, and where is it in our body? What does it feel like? We acknowledge the feeling and we acknowledge the energy of the feeling and we say, okay, hey, I have this feeling now. Mm -hmm. And then we accept it. And that's basically embracing the feeling and sending love to it. When we can be a witness to our feelings without engaging them or rejecting them, we are bringing them to light and they can dissolve. So aware, acknowledge, accept. Aware, acknowledge, and accept. All right. You heard it here, parents. Those are the three (laughs) words you need to start learning (laughs) for yourself. And so is there a technique that's involved in like, say for ourselves to, to go through our own process? Do we sit in a quiet room and go through this? Or is it just like when we're going through everyday life and a feeling pops up? Or uh, one of my friends explained to me one time that he sat in a room for two days and just waited for emotions to pop up and then he would accept them and wow, all of them. <laughs> and then he was in this room for two days. I don't think our parents have that kind of time to do that. No, not when they're parents. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was speaking with a friend just the other day and I got on our Zoom call and she said, you know, I'm sorry. I'm just feeling, I have a lot of grief right now. My friend just died. And I said, look, Dominique, you need to honor your feelings. And so you can step away. We can come back in five minutes because the reality is these feelings that we tend to resist feelings come in waves. (laughs) And so there, it's not like if we end up grabbing onto a feeling, it will stay with us. But if we just allow it to flow, it will come and it will go. And so in the moment when you're having a feeling, you can take two minutes, acknowledge, be aware, acknowledge and accept, and then the feeling will dissipate. So it doesn't have to be a thing where you're locking yourself up in a room. (laughs) I applaud that man for, for being so brave. And at the same time, it's not... As long as we take care of the feelings as they come up, mm-hmm. then that allows the energy to dissipate. Yeah, that's great. And I see that working really well for us as parents to take a moment and acknowledge that feeling and uh, watch it dissipate. 
and then we can get back to what we were doing for our kids that have big emotions <laughs> these days that usually looks like something like an explosive behavior or, you know, something, yeah. is, is, is there something else that we need to start with, with our kids? Like even like their emotional vocabulary, like I, I think some of them don't even know how to describe what's happening to them. Like any tips for starting off with, uh, with our kids that way? Well, the thing is when an emotion is repressed, mm-hmm. it grows and we carry it. And that's when they become explosive. Now, I'm not saying that every kid who's having a most explosive feelings had repression, mm-hmm. but that is something we can look at. Did they repress a feeling? And sometimes it takes more than one times of aware, acknowledge, accept to dissipate mm-hmm. long buried feelings. On the other hand, that awareness piece is really important. Sensing where is the feeling in your body? I know, I know, Johnny, you're feeling really angry right now. Where do you feel it? And what does it feel like? And get them to be witness to the emotion rather than engaged in the emotion. That's what I hope will help. Yeah. I haven't actually been able to try it with a child because my children are now in their (laughs) thirties. Well, I'll try it with my kids and see and let you know how it works. Okay. I think though, and I mean, I think as they get to a certain age that, you know, they are looking for our guidance when they're, when they're having these emotions. And I think that sometimes if you are not talking about the emotions, they don't know what to call them or they don't know what to do with them. Right. So I think this is a really great process to learn. I mean, I'm just speaking from my own house. I don't know what everybody else's house, but you know, I'm recognizing that we haven't really sat down and had conversations like, where are you feeling this? Why are you feeling this? You know, it's more like we let the, we let the, the kettle pot boil over and, and then we have a conversation about it. So I think, you know, would you suggest that instead of waiting till after things have calmed down to have a conversation about it in the moment is, would be a better opportunity? I think in the moment is really important because presence is huge. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean that whatever is happening in front of us at this moment is where we should be having our attention. I think that, you know, I want to give parents a break though, Mm -hmm. because when, when we were growing up as girls, many of us girls were taught we had to be nice and the boys were taught don't cry. (laughs) And both of those are unintended forms of emotional repression. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I can say from my childhood, my dad was very sensitive and he had been handed feelings of you're not good enough. You're a failure from his father. Mm -hmm. And he drowned those feelings in alcohol and the consequences of that there was a lot of horror that happened because he did that. I made a decision when I was young that I couldn't be angry because he was angry and I wasn't going to be like him. Mm. And that decision had played a big role in the marriage, the toxic marriage that I was in for 32 years. If my father, my (laughs) ex-husband, myself, or my grandfather had learned the lessons in these books, 
things could have been way different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm hearing that we really need to not just take a look at ourselves, but take a look at some of the patterns that we grew up with and what were the emotions that we were suppressing as kids and, and, and even further back into our parents and their growing up in their childhood. I think we're coming up to a generation that's uh, several generations old of emotions that have been stuffed and hidden and not dealt with. And I love what your goal with this book is, is the like, you know, if we can help kids with their emotional behavior, emotional awareness when they're young, we are not going to have so many of these issues and so many problems in society as they grow older. And so can you just talk again? I know you talked a little bit about a few minutes ago, like how does like the mental health rate and the suicide rate that's happening in the world right now really relate to this? Well, COVID has had the lockdown had a tremendous impact on the suicide rate. Mm -hmm. And for youths, And this is like so disturbing. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for adolescents. 3,000 kids a day try to end their lives. They're not doing this because they're comfortable with their life. They're doing it because they're uncomfortable with feelings that they are experiencing and they want to escape. And I understand that because at one point in my life, I just wanted to escape the pain. And I, I almost, you know, I thought about driving off a bridge. I understand what it's like to reach that depth of pain. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the tools that I now have. I know for me, you know, it, it took a couple of years <laughs> for me <laughs> to become whole. So it's not an overnight thing. If you have a teenager and you're concerned that they're suicidal, open up with them, talk to them, find out what they're feeling and help them. If you can help them shift their perspective. You know, a lot of the things that we have in our heads are things we were fed by parents, teachers, friends, (laughs) siblings, and those statements that were told to us, we made a decision about ourselves about when we were young. And that decision still affects us. And so when we can look at the thought that's in our head, and evaluate, does that thought help us now? And if it doesn't, we can give ourselves permission to let that thought go. So parents can teach their children that too, Mm -hmm. that it's okay. You know, we don't have to let our thoughts control us. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to believe it either. Right. Like, right. That thought, you don't have to hold it with you. You don't have to carry it with you your whole life. It's a heavy, it's a heavy thought. (laughs) You want to, you want to, you want to ditch it as fast as you can. There's a lot of freedom in taking control of your perspective and emotions. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I think this has like been such a great eye opener, I think for parents and like, really like we, we, if we want to stop this pandemic of suicide and the rate that's just going out of control right now, 
Same with mental health. We really need to start with it in our own homes with ourselves first and then with our kids and really learning how to deal with our emotions because if we can't, then how can we support? If we can't do it for ourselves, we can support our kids doing it. And our kids really need that support. We don't want any more generations of this <laughs> suppressed uh, suppressed angers, suppressed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, feelings uh, in there because it's causing a lot of havoc in society as these uh, people get older, right? Absolutely. And I'm working on a TEDx talk that hopefully right. I'll um, be on a stage in the next month or so. And in it, I even confess that if I had known what I wrote in my book when I was married, I could have changed the dynamics of my relationship, Mm. but I didn't know that stuff then. I didn't know this stuff when I raised my kids. And I know that when I was in my forties, if I had any inkling of what was in this book, I would have grabbed it for me. (laughs) And so I say, it's not just for preteens, though that is the target audience because the information can be helpful for anyone. Yeah. And if, especially if it's wrapped up in a nice bundle, like a fairy tale, <laughs> I'm thinking that I, mean, I would love to buy this book for my five-year-old and read it to her at night. Cause I think this will, this, I think this will really help, you know, any, you know, I think just hearing, hearing the story and I think just being able to then have conversations with her, um, yeah. I think is a good door opener to further conversations. Sorry. That's what the book is about. It's about connecting the parents to the children, because in the beginning of the book, there's a parent's guide and it just kind of goes over in this book. We're going to talk about this, 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 and this, and here's the perspectives I'm putting forth. You can accept them or not, but this is just so you know what's in the book. (laughs) That's great to have that at the beginning. And then there's, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a parent's promise to the child and it's about honoring the child for who they are. Mm. And then there's a promise from the child to the parent and it's about the child honoring their emotions. Mm, And then it goes into the story. Oh, that's so cool. Each book in the series will have that. And at the back of the book, there's book club questions. It's not really for a book club. It's for the parent and child to mm, discuss. Great idea. Yeah, I love that. It's nice that it's got some actionable steps in it too. So where can our parents find this book? Because I know I would like to go and buy it. I'm sure many others <laughs> that are listening right now are like, that sounds really awesome. Um, where can we find out more information about where your book lives and <laughs> how we can get our hands on it? <laughs> well, I am so excited to say that the second edition of Bella Santini book one is now on Amazon. So it is supposed to be live on Amazon. I got the email just before this meeting. So I haven't been Great. able to click the links to make sure. But uh, if you, yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. If you just search Amazon for Bella Santini, the book should pop up. Awesome. That's great. Angela. And where can our parents find out more information about you as well? My website, AngelaLee.com, and it's L-E-G-H, which I know is a weird spelling, but (laughs) I have some resources for parents. I have a little kids area that includes a couple of YouTube videos I made for kids. There's my blog. And if parents need support in any of this, I have an online course, Live, Love, Laugh, that is really 
I built it with parents in mind. <laughs> so that's one way, or I can do one-on-one mentoring if any parent needs help for their child or Amazing. themselves. Yeah, that's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been really great to, you know, I just love the work that you're doing. I know it's much needed out there in the world. If we can get the word out about what you're doing in these books, that's just going to help so many more families uh, around the world with, uh, with all of our emotional intelligence, our emotional and our emotions, helping us deal with our emotions, starting from the parents to the kids, <laughs> a better, a better world we will live in if we can all just take some time to focus on learning how to um, handle ourselves and our emotions. <laughs> yeah, no, no escape. <laughs> no escaping them. Because no suppressing them. <laughs> Keep them the up. reality is there is no escape, no matter how much we want to escape emotions. That's how alcoholism comes into play because there is no escape. Absolutely. Acknowledge, no, uh, awareness, aware, aware, (laughs) acknowledge and accept. Thank you so much, Angela. Do you have any last words for our parents? I just want parents to know that I honor them. I know how hard it is and how parents don't have the kind of support that they need. I love kids. I just, I see a kid and my heart melts. My, everything I do is for the love of children. And I love the inner child that isn't within all adults. And so I want you to give yourself grace. You're doing the best you can with the tools you had available. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for us to get some new tools. I love that. Time for us to upgrade to some new tools. Well, thank you so much for providing us with a tool that can do just that. All right, guys, make sure you go check out AngelaLee.com, L-E-G-H. And um, be sure to check out Bella Santini on Amazon. And Blissful Parents, until next time, we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. Till next time, go out there, be blissful. Have a wonderful week and take care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.